Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. I'm Mike Kapler along with Joel Brzezinski, and thanks for listening to Growing in Grace. Um, Joel, uh, we left off last time with uh, identity, so I know that's something that we want to continue on because there's there's really no other issue, as we mentioned before, hardly any other issue that we're going to run into uh, that is going to mean more to us than beginning to understand our, our new identity in Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, yeah I think you know, the core of who we are, obviously, is, is our identity, and everything that we do in life comes out of who we are. And so if, if we don't know who we are, if we don't know what the Bible says about who we are, then how are we going to have that outflowing out of our lives? And, and so I think last time we got to talking about about Jesus, I think we've tried to get to this point a few times, but we keep uh, going off in other directions. But I think, you know, Jesus, as a human being, you know, he had an identity uh, that was kind of revealed to him as a human being over, you know, the period of his life he was born as a baby now what we're talking about the human part of jesus of course not about not about his his deity but you know philippians says that jesus did empty himself you know he says he he, he had equal status with god but he emptied himself of all of that and became you know he took on the status of a slave he became a human being and he was born as a baby and as a baby he had no clue. He said "goo goo gaga," and he did all the things that babies do. And he grew from that time on. He grew, and I, I think I mentioned uh, the verse last time that says about how he grew in uh, in wisdom and in knowledge and, and in status with God and with man. But there was a growing process for him. And in the same way, you know, we can look at his life and for us think about how Jesus grew in status and in wisdom and sort of copy that for our own lives, I guess. It's hard for us to see Jesus sometimes as the Son of Man. He is the Son of God, but in order for us to begin to get a a grip on our identity in Christ, we need to begin to see Jesus as the Son of Man. Um, As you were referring to, Joel, I mean, we don't stop to think about these things so often when we read the Bible, but uh, he probably had to learn how to read and write from somebody. Uh, you know, if they had some sort of bicycle or something back then, somebody probably taught him how to do that. And everything else that we sort of take for granted, I think sometimes we just think Jesus knew everything and it just happened. But he had to grow up as a, as a, as a boy and, and to become a man, as you said. And probably somewhere, as we touched on this last time, probably somewhere along the line, now this isn't specifically in the Bible, but somewhere somebody probably had to sit down and tell Jesus, who he was. Uh, his mother would be a, a likely example who sat down and, and, and Joseph perhaps and they told him the story of the angel coming and the visitation and the virgin birth and all of that and basically had to come and say, Jesus, you know, your real, your real father is God. And uh, so Jesus had to begin to come to grips with his identity um, uh, that the scripture declared about him. Yeah, and I, probably a lot of that came through his own reading of the Bible at that time, you know, of course, the Old Testament. And in fact, at the age of 12, he was sitting there in the temple teaching the teachers. Uh, but somehow he had gotten this this knowledge through 
through other people who knew the scriptures, and then he looked in the scriptures, Isaiah, and you know all the scriptures that would talk about who this Son of God would become, and he was going to fulfill all this as the Son of Man. And, and I mean, Jesus was one being, but he had this human part of him that it, it so much relates to who we are. We also brought up the verse last time about how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, um, and God was with Jesus. Uh, the Son of Man. You know, there's so many descriptions of, of who we are in Christ now. Not what we're going to become, but what, what God already declares us to be, Joel. And, I mean, we don't really have the time to go through all the, the dozens, perhaps even 100-plus uh, scriptures of, of how we're defined in the New Covenant. But there's just something. I think most of the time we spend, we believers spend much of our time and effort trying to uh, receive or try to get from God what has really already been given to us. God already has declared us to be righteous in Jesus Christ for those who have called on his name. Uh, he has called us clean. The Bible calls us forgiven. Uh, we're overcomers. And the list goes on and on. We're anointed. Uh, most of the time people are going around trying to get the anointing. Well, the Bible says we already have that. And there's just a lot of time, I think, because we don't understand what has already been, what we've already been supplied with, that we're already complete in Him. And so we spend so much of our time trying to get things that God already says we have as, as, a, as a new creature in Christ, uh, according to 2 Corinthians. Yeah, I think uh, kind of the opposite of what happened with Jesus. We had talked about how, how Jesus was tempted by the devil. Jesus' identity was challenged by, by the devil, and sometimes the devil himself will challenge our very own identity. And instead of answering the devil with the truth about what you say, Cap, that we already are, who we already are in Christ Jesus, we'll believe the lie, and instead of living out this life of who we already are, we start believing, oh, you know, you know, I did kind of mess up, I did, I have sinned, uh, recently, and I guess I'm just not righteous anymore. You know, the devil can tempt us in all kinds of ways. I think each one of us has our own weaknesses and in areas of who we believe and who we are and, and strength, but Satan will get you right where he knows that he can get you. And, and, and instead of looking in the Bible and looking to God, like like James says, if anybody asks, uh, lacks wisdom, ask God and he'll give it to you. And instead of trusting in God's wisdom that he, he freely gives us and willingly gives us, we start to believe the lie. And so it's crucial that we look at the Bible and understand what the Bible says that we already are. I think a lot of people even delve into ministry, like they become a Christian and they think, I've got to start ministering to other people, whatever they feel they're, they're supposed to do. They don't even consider who they are, or, or what God actually wants them to do. They might start out with this list of things that they think they need to do because they're a Christian without even realizing, what who has God made me to be? What's God's personal plan on my life? What, what has he created me for? What are the good works he wants me to walk in? 
And, you know, these changes have taken place in, in what the King James, I think, calls the inner man. It's, it's your spirit. And uh, God just wants that life to begin flowing through us. Um, so often I think we get this, uh, this sin consciousness, Joel, instead of this new identity consciousness of righteousness. Um, that, you know, we, if I was told for years I, I was just a sinner. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Well, it's true I was saved by grace, but... You see, the Bible under the New Covenant, really, we're, we're not called sinners anymore. Uh, do we still struggle with it? Sure we do. Are we tempted? Yes, of course. Do we fail? Uh, I'm afraid we do. Um, but our identity now isn't sinner, but saint. We're called saints in the Bible, uh, not sinners. And uh, we can overcome some of these things that are thrown at us. But the, the point I'm trying to make is, um, if I'm going to walk around crawling on my belly feeling like I'm a sinner all the time and I'm just saved by grace and there's nothing I can do about it, there's really, it seems like a, a sort of a hollow victory in that. But having been recreated and having established this new identity that we've been talking about, the Bible actually calls us saints. You know, some people might think that, uh, well, John was a saint, Paul was a saint, Peter, and, and so on, uh, you know, the gospel according to St. John. Uh, but John was just a man like you and I, so was Paul and Peter and the rest. And, and we are called saints, too, as believers in Christ. The, the Bible doesn't really refer to us as sinners uh, in referring to our, our identity under this new covenant. And the beauty of this, Joel, is this new covenant... Um, and I misunderstood this for so many years, I think, in my Christian life. The, the covenant was made, uh, the, the covenant that God made was made with Jesus. Jesus the man. Uh, the son of God, yes, but also the son of man. Uh, the covenant was, was made with Jesus. It wasn't made with you and I. So, you know, God made covenants with man for ages. And they all failed. But God made a covenant with the man, Jesus Christ, one that would not fail. Because, you see, if this new covenant was dependent upon you and I, we'd all be doomed because we all fail it. Uh, Jesus did not. And, and that's why God made the new covenant. But he made it with Jesus Christ so that the covenant would not fail. That's right. And the, the covenant, like you say, was between God and Jesus. And we are the beneficiaries of that. All we need to do is, is receive the, the benefits of the covenant that God made with Jesus. And so Christ fulfilled his part of the covenant, God fulfilled his part of the covenant, and we, because of what they have done, because of what the Father and the Son have done on our behalf, are, are the beneficiaries of eternal life, and it's a wonderful thing. And, and getting back to what you were saying about us uh, being called saints, I mean, if you look at a lot of, of, of Paul's letters how he addressed the people he called them saints and then he went on to rebuke them for some of their behavior and so but, but the point with that is that they were not acting like saints but yet he was calling them saints their identity was you are saints and then a lot of his rebukes a lot of his exhortations were you know what you, you you've been made a saint why don't you live like it yeah start acting like who you are right and, and it wasn't a matter of saying you need to start doing these things you need to mortify your members which are upon the earth in order to become something it's since you already are what god has made you to be because of this covenant then why don't you look to that identity look to christ in you as your source of life and let that flow out of you i think joel if if we were to go around to a lot of different bible believing churches even and, and started asking for a show of hands, 
How many, how many saints are in here today? Or maybe ask this question first. How many sinners are in here today? You'd probably get a pretty decent show of hands. But when you ask how many saints are here today, uh, the hands don't seem to pop up quite as quickly. Or if you were to ask the question, how many in here are truly righteous? You'll get a very, uh, a very few people actually raising their hand because, and these are in Bible-believing churches, because so many people just haven't been taught who they are in Christ and, and this new identity that we've been talking about. That's right. We, we are you know, who the Bible says that we, that we are, and there's nothing that can change that. Sometimes we don't feel like it, and sometimes we know that we've messed up, we've done some things that, that aren't saintly. But the Bible says that because of what Christ has done on our behalf, we are saints. We, we are forgiven forever, and we've been made righteous by the life of Jesus Christ himself in us. There's nothing that we can do that can take away from that. If there was, I mean, if, it was, if there was something that we could do uh, through sin or whatever to take away from who we actually are in Christ Jesus, then what Christ did for us didn't count at all. If, if Christ didn't finish the work that he was sent to do, and if, if his righteousness in us isn't complete, then yeah, sure, then our sins will certainly ruin the whole picture. But the good news is that, is that there's, nothing, there's nothing that can change that. Well, Joel, we're just about out of time uh, for this one. Uh, maybe we'll continue this same thought pattern on the next program of Growing in Grace, talking more and hopefully gaining a better understanding of our identity in Jesus Christ. It's crucial we get this, um, because if we don't, there are so many other areas in our life that we're not going to have victory in if we don't begin to understand this about a new identity in Jesus Christ and the unconditional love that he has given to us. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much for tuning in and, and uh, for listening to you know the, the much that's between our ears. Try to <laughs> Try to talk about this wonderful thing. And we hope that in some way the grace of God has become more real to you. Thanks for listening and join us again next week. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.